when we couldn't live in their place, they gave us the worst conditions, the worst scenarios, the worst things, and we finally brought it up to speed. We made the hood bearable. In fact, we made the hood so damn good, they're gentrifying it. But don't play nice with everybody. Um, so let's get into it, right? I want to take the opportunity here to acknowledge two things. One, um, it's it's not up for debate anymore with me. It, it never has, really. But like, uh, if you're not aware of the tra- uh, the tragic situation that happened in Buffalo, New York, we're going to be covering that. I want to give a disclaimer actually in the beginning of this, and uh, maybe for the remainder of this segment, um, the if the stuff I plan on talking about here. Um, is graphic it has to do i've seen i've seen the video of the shooting from the live stream and i also have read 110 pages of the manifesto just picking out certain things so we're going to talk about that but before we uh talk about what happened i I would i just want us to acknowledge the loss of life you know 13 people shot 10 people passed away really what it comes down to is a conversation of like, you know, what's he going to take? All right. What's he going to take for us to as a community, as a society, uh, as a bunch of people who claim to love each other as a as a nation? What is it going to take for us to come together? I sit back idly and envy. Truly envy places like uh, New Zealand. They had one mass shooting and that was enough for them. They said, we don't have to do this again. We, we've learned our lesson. Uh, this is this is going to be uh, um, just my moment of silence. I'm just going to scroll through the 10 victims, uh, the 10 lost lives, and just, just soak it all in. These are 10 people who had lives, loved ones, problems, happy times, great times. They had a life. And it was closed well before the curtains had to go down.
get here? What are the uh, what are the uh, uh, situations and circumstances revolving around this? Um, these are all questions we have the answers to. Don't let anyone gaslight you into believing that we do not have the answers. Don't let anyone gaslight you into believing for one second that we do not have the answer on how to solve this problem. How to solve this problem without um, gun violence. How to solve this problem without taking people's gun. How to solve this problem without... And we have the answers and solutions. We have multiple answers and solutions. In fact, we've had enough inaction to almost cause a visceral reaction, right? But for all you guys that aren't up to speed on what happened, let's just do a quick recap. An update on a breaking story we brought you earlier in the newscast. At least 10 people are dead in a mass shooting at a supermarket in Buffalo, New York. WGN's Jewel Hillary is live in the newsroom with the latest. Jewel. Hi, good evening, Tamon and Jackie. The mass shooting happened around 2.30 this afternoon at a grocery store called Tops Friendly Market, about three miles from downtown Buffalo. According to police, the shooter, who is now in custody, is an 18-year-old man. They say he shot four people in the parking lot before entering the store. After the security guard got shot, he got a gun shooting people still. As the community grieves and consoles one... Another investigators are figuring out what led an armed man to enter Tops Friendly Market and start shooting, leaving at least 10 people dead. He was very heavily armed. He had tactical gear. He had a tactical helmet on. He had a camera that he was live streaming what he was doing. An additional three victims suffered apparent non-life-threatening injuries. When I first saw him shooting, he shot a woman, he shot a deacon. He he shot another woman, and then he went in the store and started shooting again. Witnesses say the gunman was wearing military-style clothing in addition to body armor. As authorities investigate a motive, they're looking into if the shooting was racially motivated. The shooter was not from this community. Something has to change from the bottom to the top. As they can what we know in addition to this information is the shooter drove over 200 miles to be here to do this uh, we know that the shooter <laughs> was staking out this place months in advance and i'm going to talk overhead about this right in this very moment because the gist of the story is he came here to do this off of just pure madness but there, there's something here that I, I need the black community to really hear all this energy we put into fighting ourselves over the most convoluted, bogus bullshit ever. Say, uh, this is why I say stuff like this. Like, uh, the people who want to have the debate and arguing about Kevin Samuels and his role on all of that shit is meaningless. In the grand scheme of things, a bunch of our. Uh, the, you saw the pictures. These were older individuals. He picked the weakest people the most vulnerable people in our community. He's a coward outright. But I would have loved, I would have loved, 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 loved to have seen this person try something in the hood. And I want to talk about the hood and how important it is. Because when we couldn't live in their place, they gave us the worst conditions, the worst scenarios, the worst things, and we finally brought it up to speed. We made the hood bearable. In fact, we made the hood so damn good, they're gentrifying it. The hood is so damn good now, 
White people are going there, moving it, and tearing down the hood and building new shit. They're gentrifying. We made the hood palatable to the American culture. So people like him feel comfortable coming down there. Because back in the day, you would have never seen them. But they, we saw this during the pandemic. When the vaccines were first given out, they were given out to people in the hood first. I had never seen so many white people at the clinic that I was volunteering at to give out vaccine shots in my life. I've never seen that many people there. It was It was almost uncomfortable. They were pushing people who rightfully belong to that community out of the way. So let's be clear. In the grand scheme of things, he's a coward. He doesn't deserve any of the acknowledgement. Like, this man had no chance if he went to a place where men could defend themselves. vast majority of people he shot were women there. vast majority of people, the youngest was 32, oldest, I believe, was 86. It's unreal. He returned fire. So the security card caught him off guard. Returned fire. And actually hit him. And that was a thing that happened. But because he had body armor. He was able to. To skate that situation. This was definitely. Racially motivated. A hundred. Don't, don't argue with nobody. Anybody who says. Wait a minute. What about his mental health. If you can. Slap him across the face. But don't you dare argue with them. Because they're there to gaslight you. Anyone talking about this and that, this and that, this and that, slap them across the face and send them, send them my link this very moment, 12 minutes into the show. Let them know. But how did he get like this? His manifesto is 180 pages long and it reads verbatim like something out of Fox News. It reads like something straight out of Fox News. And the thing you have to be comfortable with, if you're going to talk about this, is that the media is responsible for this kid. And a lot of people are saying, well, it's just Fox News. No, it's the whole entire media. Because I'm going to show you something at the end of this segment that further proves that the narrative of this story is just going to be controlled and it just depends on what side you align on that day. Because today, in Buffalo, New York, or the day, five days ago, in Buffalo, New York, when this happened, the police presence should have been on 10. For the, let's just look at it right now. I have no problem even skipping it. The nine most dangerous cities in New York. This is an article they wrote. Number one, Buffalo, New York. It's at the top of the goddamn list. And they would make an effort to over-police this place. They would make an effort to show the out in ranks that this place needs to be policed. They said they need, to, they need more money so that they can police this place and bring down crime. Bring down the murder rate. Bring down the poverty rate, right? Crush them at all costs. This was from the George Floyd protest. Look at the presence. This is in Buffalo, New York. Remember this guy? If you don't, let's get an update. Let me. Oh, no way. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. 
That's blood on the floor. He's bleeding out of his ear. 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 Get him medicated. That's the police in Buffalo, New York, throwing a 75-year-old man to the ground. Throwing a 75-year-old man to the ground. Not because he's a threat, not because he's heavily armed, but because he's protesting police violence that led to the death of a black man named George Floyd. Look at how they gingerly hold this dude. Right? Look at the look at the gentle pat on the back. It's okay, buddy. You just killed 10 people. It's it's fine, buddy. We'll take care of it. Look at how much care and concern they're showing with him. The police have no problem brutalizing people. And they also have no problem handling people with care. It just depends on who you are and what you represent. It's, it may, it's not a tough decision for me to see this kid and think these three people, four people, want to handle him with kid gloves. They'll say weird stuff. They'll say weird stuff like this place is the most dangerous place to live in New York. There was no police presence on this day to stop him, though. He was able to kill 10 people. So police presence or not, all of that shit goes to the birds. It doesn't it doesn't matter. And what we come to find out. Right. What we come to find out is he was he was motivated by people like this. So let's figure out how how we got here. An attack. And so people's emotion uh, are going to be all over the place. Rightfully so. This was in his manifesto. Listen to the words. Replace the white people who failed to reproduce. This was these are the words from his manifesto. I've read these words. The replacement, white replacement theory. Now, An unrelenting stream of immigration. Immigration, mass immigration, wave of demographic change to change the racial mix of the country. Too much change. By giving them amnesty, and not long after that, by giving them absentee ballot. To reduce the mm -hmm. political power of people whose ancestors lived here and dramatically increase the proportion of Americans newly arrived from the mm -hmm. third world. The left and all the little gatekeepers on Twitter become literally hysterical if you use the term replacement. In political terms, this policy... Like I said, do not argue with these people. Tucker Carlson has already come out with a video trying to distance himself from this situation. He is he has blood on his hands. Fox News has blood on his hands. The anyone who is who's validated, uh Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is a representative from Colorado, or is that Lauren Boebert? They both have blood on their hands. This is the rhetoric. This is what got him to do it. In a world, in a, in a, remember, we live in America. You know, the place where a bunch of people came here, said, I discovered people who were already here, then slaughtered all of them. And then the person who prominently did it, we put his ass on the back of a $20 bill. And then on the reverse side, we put a slave that ran for her freedom and let them share it. That's this country where you being white, 
It's the difference between you getting out of everything. When you, when, where you being white is so powerful that you could go kill 10 black people, be put in general population jail, and be put in a special place within the general population jail. They're going to say this is the music. They're going to say it's the video games. They're going to say it's incel culture. It's mental health. But they're not going to say it's guns. They're not going to say it's, yo, white people are, white people are dangerous. White people like this, dangerous. And, and there's a bunch of people right now whose butts are puckering up. You can't say that. Shut the fuck up. Ten people lost their lives because somebody didn't want to hold this kid responsible. And it's not just anybody. It should be somebody in particular we should be thinking of, right? There should be somebody we're thinking about in particular. Let's talk about... Please tell me I have this article up. Let's talk about his parents. Who are Paul and Pamela... Parents of the Buffalo shooter, Payton, says son wanted to become an engineer. I think your son wanted to become a mass murderer. I think your son had a way bigger plan of becoming a mass murderer and you enabled that. I don't know what type of like oblivion you have to be living in to not notice your kid becoming radicalized. Like, are parents just that out of touch with their kids? Maybe so. But you mean to tell me his life, he's worried about being replaced. He comes from a two-parent household. They're both engineers. And just looking at the LinkedIn profile for engineers, they make upwards of $200,000 each. And I, and I want you to understand something. He's crying. He's complaining. His life isn't is too hard. He talks about in his manifesto how... It wasn't his plan to uh, to originally become radicalized. He admits that he became radicalized off of shit post memes. Memes, the things that we use as jokes and reference in the real world, radicalized him. He's, he acknowledges that the, the information he is ingesting isn't valid, isn't real, but it's enough, it made him uncomfortable and he called it the truth and therefore it has to be real. That was enough for him to make a plan. I finally felt awakened. I was there. I started to think about committing to an attack, to commit to violence off of a meme and post on 4chan. Back to the parents, right? They bought him his first gun at the age of 16. And at the age of 17, on his graduation, he threatened to shoot a classmate. And the police did nothing. They still allowed the gun to be in the house. Even though we have history showing that these shooters will do anything. Right? They'll do anything. But let's take it a step further. Let's talk about social media because social media has a part to blame here. Nafi just got her, her comment deleted. Nafi just got her comment deleted. If I can repost this, I will. I'm about to post this right here. That's the that's the thing that just got posted, uh, deleted. Uh, it'll show right there. That was the comment that Nafi Nafi got her stuff deleted. 
look at the, within a second of her saying it, they were able to find it and delete it. That that's 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 the media. That's the in the Twitch. That's Twitch. The same platform here. He was able to stream his shit for a minute and ten seconds. They found my comment on my stream and deleted it. You mean to tell me? You mean to tell me? On a website where if I type in Mommy Milkers 34 XXX and within a minute I go to Google and along the sides of the side, they're not going to be sending me ads for bras. You mean to tell me on that same Internet that I, I serve, that same Internet that over polices and watches my every move. They couldn't find this kid's manifesto two months, three months into him writing it. The Internet cannot be considered some virtual Joe place. Not when there are people like this on it. I'd be willing for someone to be able to read all my stupid files if that meant that people like him could be caught sooner. But the worst part about it is the police actually had a reason to investigate him when he made a threat about shooting up a school. But that's not enough. The benefit of the doubt. And I'm not here to tell say that, oh, the, the white people are so... No. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Same way I don't have to describe the allies in the white people group. It, it just doesn't have to be done by me. They made mention. This is the thing that's terrifying about this. He's the older brother. There are two more just like him. That's This is the most terrifying picture I've seen all day. When I scrolled down this picture, when I was scrolling down this, this website and this picture popped up, this this made me nervous. It scared me. I had a I had a visceral reaction to it because this kid right here has two younger brothers and there's no telling what this kid has already told them. There's no telling what these kids already are capable of doing. These are the parents that got him a gun at 16. Everything was going right for Peyton, but things changed a few years back according to his parents. According to a police report last year, threatened to shoot a classmate at his graduation. After police investigated the event, he was referred to mental health evaluation counseling. According to Pierce, he acted strangely at times and held strong political ideas. His affiliation with Nazi beliefs, the things that motivated him, the detail that he went in to specifically modify his, his weapon, talking about the armor. I just so happened to be quite autistic about helmets, body armor, and ballistics. I got a lot of information from Plateland. A discord I found in 4chan. 
Love you guys. That that that's significant because the body armor he put on stopped the security guard from taking him out. And at that point, if the security guard stopped him, there would have only been six people dead. Are you a fascist? Yes. Are you a white supremacist? Yes. Are you racist? Yes. Are you intolerant? Sure. Don't let anybody tell you this wasn't race motivated. Anti-Semite? Yes. He put th he put two exclamation marks at the end of it. Don't let nobody tell you otherwise. You, you, I, I feel you should be able to slap their ass. But I want to leave you with this moment here. If you want to talk about privilege, and I've already edited this video down. I won't show the whole thing. But if you want to talk about privilege, this is the body cam footage and the stream from when the shooting occurred. And I just want people to understand. Like, I told you in the beginning of this, the only way we as a community were going to get past this or move past all of this is if we actually become a community. But moreover, there there's a group of people in this community who have to put in a little bit more work than everybody else, right? There's a few more people in this community who have to put in a little bit more work. And it's these people like this. Sorry. That's him apologizing for pointing a gun at a white person after he screams, no, don't. That's privilege to be in a mass shooting and have the person shooting the store up apologize for making you uncomfortable, not even causing you harm. And it's not that guy's fault, but I hope he lives the remainder of his life understanding what he has, what power he has, and the, and the magnitude of his inaction moving forward. Right? Like the inaction to not do anything is a is a condemnment on everyone who died there. I wanna I wanna implore, right? I wanna I wanna empower black people. All this internet talking shit, stop it. It's it's mindless self-indulgent. They're killing us out there. They're killing us out there. They're they're actively targeting our 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 weakest groups of people. Grandmas, grandpas. It was mind-numbing to see something like this happen when immediately after the the police were more concerned about stopping the black people from seeing him, getting too close to him. All that shit about dating advice, high value, man. None of that shit will matter. Because there won't be anything worth fighting for. We got to get past it. We can't rely on them to help us. We know the police can't help us. We know that the, the government's not going to help us. We have to figure this shit out.
We have to figure this shit out. But that's just my take on it. That's my perspective. I actually had a bunch of notes that I was supposed to read off. But there's no point in me reading them. Because this this isn't something that I have to be studied up on. I live this life. I subconsciously know every exit in any building I go to. When I go to a new store, I circle around the store to identify those exits. I go to the same spots. I go at P- there's a there's a tool on Google that I use. It'll tell you when the peaks are for the most traffic. I specifically go when it's low. Does that mean I won't get the freshest stuff? So be it. Being black requires you to just think differently. The way I live, the places I choose to live. It's all on purpose because I know maniacs are like this are out there. And the sad part about it is the hood that they banished us and gentrified us to. They're invading that now. They're finding ways to persecute and attack us there now. The one place we used to feel safe. I feel safer on a on a on a street corner on for 95th on south side of 95th or west side. Ten times safer than any street that I ever been in in Chicago North Avenue or somewhere. Crazy. You guys take care of yourself, honestly. Uh, leave your comments in the description below. Um, we're gonna go.